Hello, I'm Elizabeth, an obsessive backyard gardener who might be able to offer you a couple of tips. And I'm Keith, a landscape consultant, and I'm also passionate about gardening. The one thing we both have in common is muddy muddy boots. When we think of a winter garden, we don't often think of colour, but a garden can be as colourful as you want it to be at any time of the year. As winter is only a few short months away, Keith and I thought we might talk about winter interest plants today to help you add colour, fragrance and form to your cold weather garden. As autumn moves into winter, I think it's one of the best times to enjoy the garden and to make changes, try some new ideas. Don't you think? I think that's a great idea. Okay. And I think I finally convinced you to try some of that. What do you mean? Well, I think you've got some grasses in your garden now, haven't you? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's not just about grasses, but yes, it is. I know. <laughs> I have now got some miscanthus, sinensis, flamingo in my garden. They're absolutely beautiful. So they're going to be beautiful, amazing, add lovely form to the garden. But I was thinking, when we were thinking about talking about this subject, I was thinking about my garden in winter. I was actually quite surprised that I do have quite a lot of colour. Mm-hmm. I've got a few camellias, both Sasanqua and Japonica. The Sasanquas, which are mostly growing as hedges, are starting to flower now, which is early autumn, and they keep flowering into early winter, and then the Japonicas take over. They flower from late autumn until spring, so we've got constant colour right through the cold months, Mm -hmm. so that's fantastic. I've got a variety of hellebores, also known as winter roses, which are really pretty right through winter and early spring. I have miniature or woodland cyclamen, which are growing under my hydrangeas, so they add colour while the hydrangeas are dormant. I have snowdrops, which pop up through winter too, so there's a lot of lovely colour. And right at the end of winter, a big magnolia, Soulangiana, I don't even know, is that right? Soulangiana, comes into flower. So I lost two very old Daphnes a little while ago, so I need to replace them because their fragrance is incredible. That is the colour in my garden. Mm-hmm. Now over to Keith, who's going to talk about form, probably more than colour, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, we here, uh, here in Australia, we don't appreciate um, the things that, that the Europeans get to, get to see and oh, appreciate. You know, yeah, no. um, there's a designer who I, I follow and I just love his work. Um, his name is Piet Oldhoff, and he is a, um, a, a Dutch uh, landscape architect, and he uses enormous amounts of, of perennials and perennial grasses and so forth yep. in order to create his themes mm. you know, and, and his landscapes. And to see those in, in, in spring, it's just absolutely amazing. But you, you, you watch them throughout the, the summer and then into the autumn, and then into the winter, and they still look magnificent. But we don't look at it the way they look at it. You know, we, we see a plant like a like in, we started off with the Miscanthus sinensis mm, mm. that goes into this into this beautiful straw coloured um, leaf colour in the middle of winter. Mm. And a lot of a lot of people look at that and say, "Oh, that looks dead, dead grass." You know, dead grass. <laughs> get rid of it. But there is beauty within that because yes. that 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 colour lifts the other plants that are around it mm. and just highlights them you know mm. so it, it's doing so many different things to those particular you know the that, that format of that of the garden you've got there and i think it's about with those sort of grasses it's about 
planting a lot of them together too, isn't it? Really having a, a, a lot of them. And they're not just putting one in here and one in there because it does look like a dead thing sitting on its own. It does. You need to put them together. And, and it's about the flow that they that they create when they're blowing in the wind too. And it's just amazing. It is just beautiful. Yes. Sorry. Just beautiful. Yes. And then you, 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 look, you look further to... Um, some of the, the other plants that are in the garden that when they are dormant they've still got incredible interest yes. and some of those plants for instance let's talk about dogwoods right. um, dogwoods um, which is the corners family they I've got red dogwoods mm. so they've got red stems mm. red bare stems yes. and I've got another variety which has got yellow stems so that you know you've got these red Skeletons and yellow skeletons within the garden, which yes. just look absolutely superb. Yeah, and then you've got other plants that, that give you that that bare bones skeletal sort of forms, like twisted willows. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, they've got this magnificent look about them, even when they're you know even when they're without their leaves. Yes, and then in 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 France, um, which was the, where I saw them first was um, the use of, of, of beeches, what are called beeches, B-E-E-C-H-E-S. Mm. Um, they're in the Fagus family. Um, and what they do there is they pleach them. So yes. beeches have got incredibly big, long oval-shaped leaves. And when they come into their, into their, their dormancy period, those leaves go from a dark green into a, into a brown. And they hang on the plant all the way through winter. Mm. Right into spring, and when the new when the when the plant comes out of dormancy, they then drop those brown leaves. But you've got these walls of just mm. this this beautiful brown you know hedge, and and when you have other plants working in front of them, you know beautiful green plants or yeah. flowering yeah. plants. Yeah. You know we've got thing. things like like you said hellebores. Mm. You've got growing there. You've got your camellias and your daphnes. Mm. Mm. They're all highlighted by these particular. The plants that have been into, the, into their dormant periods. You mentioned pleaching. Now, not everyone will know what pleaching is. Okay, so pleaching is is rather than allowing um, a tree to get its circular form, mm. what 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 pleaching does is that they they cut the top off mm-hmm. and they hedge them either side. So they so you you're creating a plant that is just a wall mm. from top to bottom, like a box. Sort yeah, of. like a box. Mm. Um, you know, and they do that a lot with with Tillias, um, Vita Sackville Smith, West, in West whatever West, name yeah. is, over in England, Sissinghurst. Yes, she's used a lot of, of pleach Tillias, for instance, to, to to give that structure to the garden during the okay. winter period. So it's got so it's almost like it's, the top of it is a, like a, a, a square, a long yeah, sort of yeah. But they, row. they can they can be all the way down to the ground as well. Oh, it can be all the yeah. way. Okay. Um, there's another form which we. we you know, it, it's called coppicing, which is a different form. That's where you raise the, the trunk up okay. with the top. Okay, okay. Um, it's but then, of course, you've got things that, that the old-fashioned roses, for instance, mm. um, um, they produce rose hips. Yes. And these rose hips are just iridescent colours on, on, on these otherwise dormant plants, mm-hmm. and they just look absolutely sensational. So foliage, it's not all about... As we were talking, I mean, I've talked about all the flowers that I have in my garden, but foliage colour is very important. I know we're talking about form too, but there's the form of, the, say, the trunk of the tree, but there's also the foliage colour when it's changing, from when it's changing from, from its autumn colours to, to the winter colours. You know, so they, yeah. go, they do become brown, but, you know, when you combine that with the right plants around them, they can look fantastic. It's absolutely sensational. Yeah. Now, so then, then there's, there's a plant that I, I love um, because of its leaf and, and more its flower, 
um, that if you saw it from a distance, you might say, oh, that's a great big white flowering camellia. And it's not. It's a plant called Gordonia. Yes. Which is a beautiful, big, plate-sized you know, plate white um, white flower with a, with masses of yellow stamens within within the inside of that, and that's through winter. And that's through winter. Through and then winter. there's Mahonia, which is a uh, an, a plant out of out of America, which is a incredibly structured leaf plant that produces generally magnificent flowers on the top of that. And the, most of those are in the yellow forms. Mm-hmm. But you know, you've got other 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 um, plants that are the producing the winter interest as well. You know, things like the crocus plants in the crocus family. They're flowering through the winter period. We've got our native, our native climber, uh, hardened version. That's what I was going to start yeah. talking about the natives when I was able to. I was going to suggest that there are a lot of native plants, and the hardened bergia is bergia, bergia is gorgeous because you can have that in a purple, a pink, and a white. A white, and they are fantastic. It's a native, and it's really a gorgeous flower. Terrific to grow up a pole or something yeah. else. It just Across looks a superb. Fence. It's, it looks yeah. fantastic. But there and there are a lot of native plants which look fantastic in winter. What about all the wattles? Yes. You've got a yes. big garden. If you've got a big garden, well, there are lots all, of different types. <laughs> there are lots of different types. But all the banksias, grevilleas, yes. leptospermum, which is the tea tree, they're all flowering exactly through the winter. Yep. And then, of course, we've got the borrowed plants from uh, South Africa. Yes, the uh, South African plants. The lep- which one? Mainly the proteas. A lot of oh, the proteas are flowering out through the winter. Okay. And you've got leucodendrons. Leucodendrons, what I was trying to think. Leucospermums, which are lep- even more exciting. What are they called? Leucospermums. Leucospermum. Mm. They, like, they look like... Um, like, like firecrackers like, going or off. Or lights, yep. yeah. Fire, high, high, uh, yep. yeah. Keep going. <laughs> and then, of course, you've got um, um, virginias, which are a fabulous plant for beside a, a pathway. They've got big elephant leaves yeah. with masses of, of spikes of, of beautiful pink and white flowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got your primroses. Yes, yes. All right. Yes, very Dahlias. Pretty. Yes, gorgeous. And then bulbs. You've got neurines. Oh, he's you know, so you, you, your, lili- your, your lilliums. Uh, you mentioned narcissus. Yep. You mentioned your cyclamens before. Yes, I did, and they're gorgeous. They're Those superb. little woodland cyclamens. What about – now, we need to – Keep our pollinators happy through winter, though, don't we? So we do need to think about getting the colour, keeping that colour going for them. Mm -hmm. Things like, what have you not mentioned, pansies. Yes. Zinnias. I'm trying to have a think here. Labelias, my, my, oh, it depends where we are because it varies depending on the states, I suppose. But there are a lot of... It depends who, where the listeners are coming from. Mm. But, yeah, it depends on state. But there are so lots of beautiful colours. And, and also there are lots of, there's lots of instant winter colour with things like primulas and petunias and polyanthus. That's if gladiolus. you want to... Who do? Who? Gladiolus. Oh, gladioli. Um, if you want a, a quick hit of winter colour. Yeah. Um, winter aconite. What's which that? is another beautiful plant. It's a it's very, very small, low-growing plant with beautiful, I mean, the, the, the limiest green flowers on those. The limiest? Yeah, they're very limey-coloured oh, um, flowers, but like in the limey yellow. Yeah. And, then of course, you've got your, your dahlias. Yes, which, um, you know, giving sensational, you know, bursts of, of, of colour and flower. Um, Did you uh, mention the forget-me-nots? I My didn't. Asotus? Uh, no, I because they're pretty too. They're also gorgeous, yeah. Yes. Um, then you've got your, Chath- your Chatham Island, forget me not. Okay, I haven't heard of that my- one. Myocytodium hortensia. Oh, my goodness. Which is beautiful during this particular period of you know, 
in time, winter. In the cool yeah. time. Citrus flowers are pretty at this time of and the year And they too. smell so nice. Yes, they do smell citrusy. So there is so much to appreciate and admire in a winter garden. Is there anything else you've No, I, I just think, you know, we have a, have a look from a different perspective about your, your winter garden. You yeah. know, I mean, okay, there's... You think that there's not much happening, but when you actually look around, there is just so much beauty in the in the in the form of the plants in their skeletal yep. way, and and of course, you know, you mix grasses in with all that, and yep. um, they can look absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, so it's a matter of looking at it and looking at right. Well, I've got this this fantastic looking trunk here. What can I put next to it, like a nice grass or some sort of flowering something, to actually get it, it through the winter and lift it and make it really stand out? Absolutely. So, let's appreciate it more. When everything is moving more slowly, allowing us to really appreciate every shape, colour and smell. Get out there and enjoy the winter garden. Yes, the best time. Thank you for listening to Muddy Boots. For more information on today's podcast, please go to muddyboots.net.au and happy gardening.